This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Flagship Christian Fellowship. Total commitment to Christ. We welcome Pastor Nigel to this broadcast. And thank you for all tuning in. Elevation Worship is up first with Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. Good, good father from Chris Tomlin and Matt Meyer sings, Lord, I need you.
without you I fall apart You're the one that guides my heart Lord, I need you We are witnesses who have not seen him. We believe in God's testimony regarding him. A living witness, the Holy Spirit, agrees with our spirit to that which is true. Pastor Nigel Woodley, PhD, joins us with our witness of Christ. Of the risen Christ. So our witness of the risen Christ. How can I bear witness for Christ? Our witness of Christ today, in the bottom line, is primary of, primarily of what we believe. We're witnesses of what we believe. We have not seen him, but we believe the testimony of God regarding him. Amen. That's the testimony of the word of God. We believe it. The Bible says, well, Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believe. And Jesus said he prayed for all those who will believe in me through their message, the message of disciples. That's us. We've come to believe through their testimony. So God also gives us a living witness. The Holy Spirit who comes inside us to confirm with our spirit that what we believe is true. 
How many of you know the living witness? We have the living witness living inside us. So the, and the Bible says in Romans 8, 16, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. And then again in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we learned last week, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the amazing thing is that, you see, the disciples were already witnesses. They had witnessed the death and resurrection of Jesus. But they still needed the greater witness, the primary witness. They had to wait for him, the Holy Spirit, to come into their lives, and now they were empowered to be his witnesses. This is most important, I was thinking today. That, you know, it's like Isaiah that says in Isaiah 11, he will not judge by what his eyes sees, nor decide by what his ears hear. Because often what our eyes see and our ears hear can sometimes be wrongly interpreted as to what they fully mean. But when we have the living witness in us who always gets everything right, then we are empowered to go out and witness and testify for Jesus Christ. So the primary witness is the Holy Spirit. So we are secondary witnesses for Christ. We know He's alive, but the Holy Spirit knows how He came back to life because He raised Him from dead, from the dead, from death. And so Romans 8.11 says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, what brought Christ back from the dead? It was the power of the Spirit of God. So he is not just a witness. The Holy Spirit is not just a witness of what he saw and what he heard. He is a witness of what he himself did. He raised Jesus back to life. So if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, and if he's living in you, shout amen. If he's living in you, shout amen. Amen. Then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his Spirit who lives in you. This Anything worthwhile in the Christian life, I said it before, anything that's going to be worthwhile is that which is done through us by the power and working of the Holy Spirit. Our our efforts are going to fade like a flower and droop after a while. But his work is enduring and carries on. And I'm a testimony to that and probably so are you. His work is so enduring in me that despite the Nigel that I have known for 53 years, after 30 Four years of being in Christ, his work is so enduring that I am still here carrying his flame and torch in my hand. And that is not by my power. You know, it's like the Bible says, a wide door for effective ministry is open to us, but there are many adversaries, many enemies. And I know that you can say amen to that. We seem to go after one confrontation with the devil and another. But the fact that we're still in church is a proof of his enduring work, that it's the power and work of the Holy Spirit that has brought you into church and kept you in church. It is not your own good doing yourself. So we're so reliant on the Holy Spirit, aren't we? So 1 John 5, 6, it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. So he is the primary witness to the resurrection of Jesus because He is always a witness to the truth, not to a lie. So the eyewitness testimony of the apostles could not become effective until it was confirmed in them by the greater and indwelling witness of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus himself said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. The Spirit of? He is the Spirit of? So let's get to know the Holy Spirit. 
That's why the Bible says you must walk with the belt of truth. You can't walk without that belt around your waist because as you walk with truth or with the belt of truth, you're actually walking with the Holy Spirit. So let's, let's walk by the Spirit. The Bible says in one version from Galatians 5, if we walk by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Like good soldiers marching in step, left, right, left, right, left, right. If we walk and march with the Holy Ghost, let's keep in step with Him. So the little white lie is actually a little dirty lie. There's nothing white about it. Let's walk because he's the spirit of truth. Let's get to know the spirit of truth. Let's be honest and walk before him in the light of the Lord. And the people said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor who will be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. This is the living witness in you, the Holy Spirit. But the world cannot accept him. Don't be surprised if they don't understand where you're at as a human being because they can never witness to the Holy Ghost unless they have him in them, unless they have come to faith in Jesus. They will never accept him. Never. And they can't until they come to Christ accept him. So when the counselor comes, Jesus said, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, Jesus said, and you also must testify. For you have been with me from the beginning. You see, he's talking to his apostles. They can testify they have been with Jesus from the beginning, but they needed the greater testifier, the primary witness, the Holy Spirit, and so do we. If they, much more we, need him. Amen? So we receive the inner witness, that's the Holy Spirit, so that we may go out and be his public witnesses for Christ. The key to receiving this primary witness into our lives is, everybody say it, faith. Unless we are prepared to believe God's word, we give the Holy Spirit nothing to be a witness to because he's the spirit of truth. He will not be a witness to doubt or unbelief because he's the spirit of truth. And the doubt and the unbelief in the Word of God is not truth, it's a lie. But only to faith in the Word of God because he bears witness to the truth. This is why the only work God really requires from us is to believe. believe. And Jesus said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And then, you know, there goes Paul, here goes Paul writing to the Galatian churches because they really had a great revelation of Jesus Christ as crucified and risen, and they had received the Holy Spirit as a free gift, and they started out getting it all free, and they could not work any work to try and get this free Holy Spirit from God, and after a while, they tried to produce what the Holy Spirit only could give them, they tried to produce it with their own efforts, and so Paul wrote to them, and he said, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. The Galatians didn't see him crucified. It was portrayed before them through the preaching of Paul and others. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, by observing the law or by believing what you heard? What's the answer to that question? They received it by believing what they heard. 
Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? How many of you know the struggle between believing and getting it free and then trying to attain it through human effort? My hands are up. It takes Our whole life is a lifetime of learning to walk better by the Spirit. Not, not, you know, it's like, in me dwelleth no good thing, Paul said, that is in my flesh. And again he said, I have no confidence in the flesh. Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, you're now trying to attain your goal by human effort. Have you suffered so much for nothing if it really was for nothing? Does do, does, here goes another question for you. Does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law, a set of rules, or because you believe what you heard? It's because you believe what you heard. So for those who stubbornly to refuse to believe this gospel, this is what the end is for them. You see, it comes down to faith. What the Bible really is pointing out to us, and we haven't got time to really look at it all, is that in the end, people, that is men, women, and people, and there's only men and women and boys and girls, people will have no excuse for not believing in Jesus Christ. When it comes down to it, Believing in him is a decision of every individual. And in the end, if they choose not to believe him, they will be without excuse. This is the end for those who stubbornly refuse to believe the gospel. 1, 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. For this reason God sends them, and it's talking about the end times, a powerful delusion, so that they will believe the lie. In other words, they have been given the truth over and over again. They've heard the truth over and over again. I was telling someone the other day that how important funerals and weddings are becoming to me as a pastor because they are the opportunities that I can preach to the unbelieving generation that come for weddings and funerals in the church who otherwise might never come to church. But So it's my opportunity to give them the gospel, to give them the truth that they are not accustomed to. And they have to hear it because if they refuse to believe the truth, this is God's justice. He says, I've offered my truth. If you will not embrace it, I'm going to give you a lie and you can embrace that instead. Because that's the value that God puts on the death of his son on the cross. He says, you're going to spit out of your mouth and trample as an unclean thing that which is holy to me, the death of my son for you. If you're not going to believe that, here, have a lie. I'll let you believe that instead. This is God's judgment upon the end time generation that we are part of. Isn't there a lot of delusion out there? God's handing the world over to delusion because they are slowly rejecting the gospel. So-called Christian nations have been Christian nations for centuries are now disowning their Christianity and saying, well, we're a global village now and the others have important things to believe in too. Well, God is handing them over to a delusion because they have not held with greater respect the gospel of his dear son because of the sacrifice he made for the whole world. And so all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. And in the end, when it comes to this, maybe one of the motivating factors for people not to believe the truth and embrace it is that if I believe the truth, I have to come into the light and walk in, in the light. And in the light, everybody can see who I am and what I've done and what I'm doing right now. And that's a, that's a scary thing, but we've all had to do that, haven't we? We've come out of darkness to stand in God's light and because we do not want to be part of wickedness anymore. 
And so really, if people say, well, I don't believe there's a God, it could simply be an excuse. I love living the wickedness I live in. I like doing this unrighteous stuff. Well, they'll answer to God. So gaining a true knowledge of God comes by this. Believe the testimony of the Word. Word first. Believe the testimony of the Word of God. Number two, I think, is receive the witness of the Holy Spirit. Because if you're believing in the testimony of the Word, He's got something now to bear witness to because He bears witness to the truth. And Jesus said regarding this, Thy Word is truth. And so if you believe in this, the Holy Spirit is sure going to be you witness. You know, sometimes, brothers and sisters, it doesn't happen every morning when you're reading the Bible. But sometimes you shall be reading your Bible and something glows on the inside of you and is so strong and so warm and powerful, you know that this word I'm reading is true. This is the witness of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit bearing witness to the truth of God's word that you are reading. So believe the testimony, receive the witness, know that what you believe is true. And I just want to add a comment about this one, no. The knowledge of God can only come to us through faith. But the progression is this. You believe in God and there will come a time when you will know that God is true. And there's a time in your Christian faith that goes from just more than faith and more than believing, you now know something. And this is the point I'm trying to make here. That the progression is you believe, you receive the witness of the Holy Spirit and now you know. And once you've received that witness on the inside, you know that what you have is true and no one can take the way. So the knowledge of God is attained by faith and the people said, Amen. That was Pastor Nigel Woodley, PhD, Our Witness of Christ. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast aired on Radio Hooks Bay, 104.7 FM and 1431 AM. You're listening to Flagstaff Christian Fellowship. Total commitment to Christ. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.